We are back with another episode of the Fed Advantage podcast. I'm Dan Delatori, and today we're going to be talking about the Thrift Savings Plan, or TSP. This episode will be a basic overview of the TSP, investment options, life cycle funds, how your money grows, taking money out, and other considerations. Most of this episode will be high level with future episodes diving into the finer points. So what exactly is the TSP? At its most basic level, it's a retirement plan. There are generally two types of retirement plans, defined contribution and defined benefit. A defined contribution plan is one that the employee makes contributions to an investment account, while a defined benefit plan provides a fixed pre-established benefit for an employee at retirement. As a federal employee under the FERS retirement system, your retirement plan is comprised of both of these. FERS offers a basic benefit plan that acts as a defined benefit, while your TSP is your defined contribution program. This means that unlike FERS, the income you receive will depend on three factors. First is how much money you contribute to the plan. Second is the amount of earnings gained on those contributions. And finally, the amount of time the contributions have to grow. This year, the maximum amount you can contribute to your TSP is $20,500, with agency matching of 1% of your base pay plus dollar-for-dollar matching on the first 3%, and 50 cents on the dollar up to 5%. If you are over 50 or turning 50 this year, you are eligible for up to $6,500 additional contributions on top of the maximum employee limit. There are two tax treatments for your contributions, traditional and Roth. Traditional contributions come out of your paycheck pre-tax and deposited into the traditional balance of your TSP. You pay federal income taxes on these contributions and their earnings when you withdraw them. Roth contributions come out of your paycheck after taxes and are deposited into your Roth balance of your TSP. You pay no federal taxes on these contributions when you withdraw them. Earnings on Roth contributions will be tax-free as long as both of the following conditions are met. Five years has passed since January 1st of the year you made your first Roth contribution and you're 59 and a half years old, have a permanent disability, or have died. Ouch. You can make both traditional and Roth contributions, and you can change your election at any time. If you choose to make both types of contributions, your account will be made up of two separate balances. Looking at how the TSP approaches investing your money, you have two choices. Individual funds, which let you invest and diversify yourself. Or L funds, which invest in an automated allocation fund. Looking at the individual funds of your TSP, you have the G fund, F fund, C fund, S fund, and I fund. G fund stands for the Government Securities Investment Fund. The G fund is invested in short-term U.S. Treasury securities. It gives you the opportunity to earn rates of interest similar to those of long-term government securities with no risk of loss of principal, as it only earns interest. A new interest rate is determined at the beginning of each year by the U.S. Treasury. 
Payment of principal and interest is guaranteed by the U.S. government. The F Fund, or Fixed Income Index Investment Fund, is invested in a bond index fund that tracks the Barclays Capital U.S. Aggregate Bond Index. This index represents U.S. government, mortgage-backed, corporate, and foreign government sectors of the U.S. bond market. This fund offers you the opportunity to earn rates of return that exceed money market fund rates over the long term, but have no guarantee on investment earnings. The C Fund, or the Common Stock Indexed Investment Fund, is invested in a stock market index fund that tracks the S&P 500. This index fund is made up of the stocks of the 500 large to medium-sized U.S. companies. It offers you the potential to earn the higher investment returns associated with stock market investments and has no guaranteed on investment earnings. The S Fund, or the Small Capitalization Stock Index Fund, is invested in a stock index fund that tracks the Dow Jones total market. This index fund is made up of small to medium-sized U.S. companies not included in the S&P 500. It offers you the opportunity to earn higher investment returns that are associated with small cap investments, but with greater risk. As such, there is no guarantee on investment earnings. The last individual fund is the I-Fund, or International Stock Index Investment Fund, which tracks Morgan Stanley Capital International. This is a broad international market index made up of primarily large companies in 22 developed countries. It gives you the opportunity to invest in international stock markets to gain global exposure in your portfolio. There is no guarantee on investment earnings. It's important to know that you can and should invest in as many of these funds as you want. If you would rather not deal with allocating your investment portfolio yourself, you can always look to the L Fund or Lifecycle Fund. The L Fund is a target investment fund which means it allocates its investments to keep a balance of risk and time. For example, the L2065, which targets a retirement date of 2065, has 99% of its assets and holdings in C, S, and I funds, which focus primarily on stock market investing. Compare that to the L2030, which targets a date of, you guessed it, 2030, has allocated its funds to 46% G fund or secure bonds. The reason for this is the closer you get to retirement, the less time you have to recover from poor market performance. So you reduce the risk and potential return by moving into a secure bond fund. Since the L funds are just a mix of the individual funds, they carry the same core investment risk and may experience losses at any time. When it comes to buying and owning investments, there are two important criteria that all TSP participants need to understand, which is contribution allocations and account balances. Contribution allocations is how you want to invest new money going into your TSP. You can change your amounts as well as the funds you want to invest in. Contribution allocations apply only to future contributions and it does not affect any money already invested in your account your contribution allocation will remain in effect until you submit a new one. Account balances, on the other hand, reflect the amount of money invested in each TSP fund. You can sell your investments and buy another one by transferring money from one fund to another. 
Account balances apply only to money already invested in the TSP and it does not affect your current contribution allocations. As a way to help employees consolidate their retirement accounts, the TSP is able to accept transfers and rollovers of eligible employer plans as well as IRAs. There are two ways to move your money into the TSP. You can have all or part of the money transferred directly into the TSP, or you can receive a check for all or part of the money from your plan and send it to the TSP yourself. However, the conditions under which the TSP will accept a transfer are strict. The money must be an eligible rollover distribution for federal tax purposes. The TSP will only accept before-tax money. You cannot be receiving income from the TSP. And finally, you cannot open a TSP account by transferring money into it. The TSP loan program allows eligible participants to borrow from their account and repay the loan with interest. Taking a loan can reduce your TSP balance at the time of retirement because the interest rate you pay to your account for the loan may be less than the earnings you would have received if the money had remained in your account. As a result, borrowing from your TSP should only be considered after you've exhausted all other options. There are two types of TSP loans. The first is a general purpose loan, which must be paid off within five years. The second is a loan for the purchase or construction of a primary residence and must be paid off within 15 years. The interest rate you pay is the interest rate for the G fund at the time your loan application is processed, not submitted, but processed. The TSP also charges a processing fee of $50. If you are still employed by the federal government, you can withdraw money from your account only under the following circumstances. A financial hardship, which is limited to once every six months, or if 59 and a half or older, you may withdraw up to four times a year. You must pay federal income tax on the withdrawal, and you may also be subject to a 10% early withdrawal penalty tax. It's important to know when you make an in-service withdrawal, you're removing money from your account and it can't be repaid. You permanently deplete your TSP savings and any future earnings you could have earned on that money. In most cases, it will have a negative impact on your retirement income. If you make a financial hardship in-service withdrawal, the overall impact can be even greater because you can't contribute to the TSP for six months following your withdrawal. Thank you for listening to the Fed Advantage podcast with me, Dan Delatori. I hope you enjoyed me explain some of the basics of the TSP. Hopefully you learned a little bit about the TSP, investment options, life cycle funds, how your money grows, taking money out, and some other considerations. If you found this episode valuable, it would help me a lot if you shared it with a friend or a coworker who may also find value in this content. I would be happy to answer any questions you have. You can contact me at any time at fedadvantage.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you all next episode.